welcome to Chasing Life, episode eight. For a late, late. a late Wednesday. We're two days late. The twenty fourth. We have a good reason. Normally, we're two days late, but uh, Monday wasn't going to happen. Miko's got her fat butt stuck in the door. <laughs> Stop it, Miko! <laughs> we're trying to record a podcast. Uh, we had a calf, and then last night we tried to record, but we just weren't quite ready, and we were tired and. I was super emotional so still. We pulled the plug and uh, and we're back today after success. I think that was part of the reason why I couldn't stop crying yesterday because I was so frustrated with trying to um, get the milking going. So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. We had a calf on Monday. On Monday night. So we're starting with Monday, although we had a very big weekend. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can talk about Monday and then kind of backtrack. Everybody wants to hear about Monday. Everybody wants to hear about the calf. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. This is six months of us anticipating, two months of us uh, spending way too much time staring at a cow's backside. Does it look different to you? (laughs) Is that more or less mucus than yesterday? Is that different consistency mucus than yesterday? <laughs> is that softer than, than it was yesterday or is it still pretty tight? These are all conversations like that we had in the last to like two months. Trying to hand measure like well, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit inside my the reach of my fingers. Like, Well, Mike said da 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 Brad said one more week. Yeah. And watching her utter swell day by day and just going like, come on, it's got to be. This calf's got to be coming soon. Got to be coming soon. So he, he's here. He's finally here. And it's a he. It's a boy. So Cade was right. Cade was right. His his prediction based on Ruby's tail hair <laughs> was correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have a, a baby boy. Yeah. Um. Should we like? Should so, we do the name reveal? I don't know what the name is. I've I, not heard a final verdict on the name. I don't know. Everybody seems to really like Lionel. Except Hannah. No, Hannah was the oh, one. Oh, Hannah didn't like. Hannah didn't like, like Leonard. Uh, Lenny. Yeah, because I had suggested Leonard, um, Lenny for short, and she said that's lame, and I said you're lame, and she said, da 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 da. I don't even know what she said. It wasn't even words that made sense. So the, the way these kids talk today. So I think we're gonna name him Lionel. I like Lincoln, because I thought Link was pretty cute, but I, I got I got outvoted. I'm, I very early on in the process recused myself of the naming. Yeah, we don't generally, so um, we thought that we had somebody who was interested in keeping him as a intact bull for breeding stock for their Jersey herd, but it turns out he's not interested. So Lionel's fate is our freezer. So we kind of broke a rule that we don't name our food. I mean, but I think with larger animals that there's less of, it doesn't, it's like, I mean, Every farmer, whether it's milk or like even for beef cattle, yeah. If you're not have, if you don't have thousands, like, I mean, Ruby came with a name, yeah. But her destiny is to be kept as a milk cow. Like, yes, she's. I mean, eventually she'll meet her fate, but not after not until after a number of years. You don't think that they also name their steers? No, I don't think they do. Actually, No? no, I don't know. Next time we're talking to Brad, maybe we'll ask. I'll ask him. Um, Anyways, he's going to be with us for a while, so. Yeah. So not, not a long while, but. I asked Mike the next time he comes over to bring the banding tool. Because. Yeah. He's going to be gonna a steer. band him. Take his testicles off. Well, yep. well, I suppose they fall off, don't they? Yeah, we don't take them off. It just that process handles itself. And we'll keep him with Ruby. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I don't want to make any kind of proclamations about how long he's going to stay with Ruby. He's going to stay with Ruby as long as it's safe for both of them to stay together. Yeah. Um, if we need to separate them, we'll separate them and bottle feed him. But I think that they've got a, they've really bonded. It's really sweet. She was really standoffish with the milking. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Let's kind of go back to like Ruby's birth story. Friday. 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 Why Friday? I don't know. What did we do Friday? Nothing Friday. 
Are we, we're going to talk about the weekend and then we're going to talk about the birth? Uh, that, that's going to be the longest. Chronological I think we should, think order. We should start somewhat. Yeah, the cat just came in. We might have to divide this into two episodes. <laughs> it, might get, it might get too long. We, we might, might have talk to... about everything we did and then a whole nother episode for the calf. Yeah. So. Because did... it's, it's already late today. It's later than we would normally record. Yeah. It's nine o'clock at night. For a good reason. Again. Yeah. We've been dealing with a calf and milking and. Yeah. Frustration. So Saturday morning. Saturday morning, we went to the market early and we took Maya and Amy with us and picked up Maya's prom dress. That's right. So that was super exciting. We reloaded our freezer with ice cream from Jaleed. Oh my God. That blueberry, (laughs) that blue velvet, blueberry cheesecake. Yep. Unbelievable. So good. I'd really like to get her, give her some milk to make some ice cream for us. Custom badge? She'd totally do that for us. Oh, can you imagine? That's so exciting to me. So that was in the morning. Um, In the afternoon, my dad came over and we put the roof on the shelter and worked on a couple of little finicky pieces. I mowed the pasture. So we moved Ruby into the front pasture. That's right. And we mowed down the pasture that she had been on for about, I don't know, two or three weeks because she was selectively grazing all of the clover and alfalfa out of it. As children do. Yeah. And leaving the tall grass. And so our fear there was that the tall grass was going to shade the clover and alfalfa and not let it kind of come back. So we kind of knocked it down in hopes that it grows back a little bit more robust. Yep. So she's up on the front pasture again. So she was kind of curious about some of the things she's been using the shelter, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunday, Sunday, I managed to get a couple extra pieces on. No, that was Monday. And then yeah. yesterday I hung the door. But Sunday, um, Hudson went to farm school. Yep. We got a bunch of um, yard work done. I cut some more grass. I oh, got wait, the wait, wait, line wait. trimmer. Saturday, what? as we were coming home from the market. I don't know where you're I got a text. I got a call, a text call from Kyle. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, finally yeah. got our No, gator. so he emailed late Friday night. So Saturday morning, you, you got the email because he had emailed. Yeah, I got the email Saturday morning. I said, yeah. yeah, we'll be home. He said, like, he'll bring it over after his shift. He's done at noon, so he'll be here at 1230. So That's we were right. home, like, we he kinda, beat us by a couple of minutes. Yeah, we were racing Kyle from here on tractor home with our gator. So he delivered it when he was done. So that's while I was putting the roof on. I'm watching. Yeah. Like I've got a photo yeah. of you way back in the field <laughs> with right. all I... of the lights on because you can't not touch a switch if you're four. Yeah. The boys flipped all the lights on. It Very quickly, they figured out all of the switches. Bo didn't like it so much the first day. He hated it. He screamed the whole time. I thought that I could make him enjoy it by going <laughs> faster. It turns out that was not a good strategy. Although today when I took them out back, he was sitting in my lap going, Festa! No way. Oh, oh yeah. my he's gosh. Like, he's like jumping and... How much that, how quickly that's changed. Yeah, he today. loves it now. So, so yeah, that, we spent a lot of time ripping around on the gator on Saturday. And we put that thing to use this week. We sure did. We used it heavy when we got home after farm school with... So I ended up using it a little bit to move some of the topsoil for Bo. Yeah. And then when you went and got Hudson, put them down for naps. Yeah. And then we... I mo- used the... We got the drum mower sorted. Yeah. And we, that, and we moved a lot of manure over into those garden beds and tilled them up. That yeah, was Monday. That was Monday. Yeah, that, that was, was Monday. Monday that we did that. But Sunday yeah. we, um, we got the drum mower figured out. We, we have a, a field that is probably too small. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a, a lot of hay out of that portion of the pasture, but it's a good section for us to, it's a smaller section of the pasture. We're not going to put Ruby out there to graze. It's too so far away from the was, barn. Yeah. And it's not fenced properly. So it was a good opportunity for us to get the haying equipment out, the cutter at least, and kind of practice using that, get that all set up. You know, all of the finicky finer points that when it's time to cut the back nine acres, we don't want to be fiddling and messing around with that. We kind of want to know what we're doing when it's, cause you got to make hay while the sun shines. So we had to figure out how to level it both left and right and front to back. Front to back. I was pretty, that's an easy one. You mm-hmm. use the top link on the three point hitch and you can spin that in and out to, to change the tilt back and forward that, but, but and, which is common on every tractor. That's what you do with the left to right. I'm going, I don't know this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, we figured it out and I don't know if that's the right way to do it or not, but no. It worked. <laughs> and we sorted it out and it was, so it occurred to me while I was on the tractor that doing hay is something that like nine year old farmers learn how to do. Like if you grow up on a farm, this is something that is just a part of your life and you know how to do it. There's no mystery. There's no 
Like no, I mean they would jump on a tractor. They're not. They would jump on a tractor already set up and just go cut. Like they're not loading the, the, sure. the machine on. But for you and I, we yeah. have to figure out like which linchpins to use, which yeah. like how to hook it up to the top link, how to level it, how to yeah. swing it, how to how low to set the thing. Like yeah, and so I mean, it occurred to me again. We've talked about our learning curves and how how steep they are, but like that was that was a monumental task that we overcame yeah. on Saturday, Sunday. <clears throat> so we, we got it set up. We got it kind of adjusted properly. We turned the PTO on and cranked the RPMs up. And that thing is both loud yep. and horrifying. <laughs> yeah. It is, I mean, it's literally two drums with spinning blades on the bottom that suck in all of the grass and spit it out in a neat row behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can to the un- point where like it lays it down so neatly that it, it's hard to tell if it's even been cut. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the same as like when you drive, if you drove through knee high grass in a vehicle, the tire tracks kind of lay grass down. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. So it looks like, yeah, yeah. It looks, that's what I was going to say. Like yeah. it looks like it just drove over it yeah. and like flattened it. It doesn't it's look like it's actually thing. like cut it and laid it down so neatly. You you took off and then like I walked when you were like 10 or 15 feet away, I walked in behind it and you're kind of looking over your shoulder. You're going like, is it even cutting? Yeah. I mean, you can't talk because yeah. things like the tractor's loud to begin with. And that thing is actually louder than the tractor. Yeah. I which, had to wear some double ear protection. Which like, I mean, before we actually go do the back, I should grease the damn thing because that's yeah. probably going to help. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's there's. Some... Oh no way! Tractor maintenance yeah. helps. <laughs> um, Can you also please change the oil on the tractor? Before so it... I like picked up and I picked up a batch and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, looked, I looked, yeah. I held it up. I was like, yeah, "It's cut! It's cut!" Like <laughs> now, the only thing that's kind of finicky with that thing that I kind of discovered that we have to find a solution for is the height yeah. because if you slam it all the way down. Like, you're, not, you're never going to get more grass. Yeah, because it, it the it's spinning blades on the bottom of drums, and if you put it too low, those blades actually like hit dirt. Basically, it's Pre- like very close. If the mower deck on your lawnmower is too low, and you basically like spin the high part parts of your lawn off. I can actually remember as a kid when I was cutting my grandparents' lawn, some guy was like walking by, like with poles and a hat. <laughs> this is in like 1990. <laughs> And he's like, you're cutting your grass too short. It's never going to grow back right. I'm like, thanks, Dude, thanks, Morty. Yeah, I'm just pushing the lawnmower, man. Like, I'm getting paid $5 for this. Like, my grandfather said it. You're going to put yourself out of like, work, though. So. If the grass doesn't grow back, you don't get to cut it again. But I was like, okay, I'll tell my, like, grandfather. Like, yeah. So, yes. I mean, apparently that's a thing. Like, I mean, it's. So, there were some spots in that pasture that we cut that are higher than others. So, it was kind of a little bit of like yeah. an up and downsy kind of like, I had to keep an eye on it, which. I mean, hopefully we don't have to do that too much in the back. Yeah. Like, I think probably the strategy will be to let the hay in the back get long and then Leave keep that high, like yeah. all the way up to the top. So we don't have to mess with it because. Well, it doesn't help that they, that the three point hitch doesn't stay in place yeah, on that we'll tractor. get that taken care of too before so we do the back nine. I'm going to, I'm going to here on tractor tomorrow to go see Kyle for some, for some access, some punk rock accessories for our gator. The, I might even get a, get a snorkel, snorkel kit. kit. <laughs> We're so ridiculous. Well, I, I said it as a goof, but I, like when I was watching videos. Can you get a snorkel kit for it? 100%. Oh and, my God. and they actually say, so we've been driving through the For pasture. those of you who don't know that it's a Letterkenny reference. Yeah. So that's actually like you make fun, but there's a bunch of people that said like, no, like you should actually get this because the air intake is behind the passenger door. I've seen it. And like behind so the low. Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say like it sucks in like it's all right of the underneath... dandelions. Oh. They're like, no, 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 no. Like that, like, and this is why like when you're in the outback, the Australian outback, you see all these Toyotas with the snorkel it's kits. It's not, it's not for water. Yeah. They, they do cross water like and flash floods happen out there and everything, but it's actually way more for the dust to get up higher than everything. Mm-hmm. You can only go so high. I mean, the higher you go theoretically is cleaner, but they said like on the gators, it's actually a good idea just for like cleaning the air filter. Mm-hmm. So I might, I might look at the price of that thing okay. or I might just not, let's not get too much. deep in the weeds here on gator accessories. We're talking about oil yeah. changes on the tractor and getting our PTO figured yeah. out or yeah. not our, our the three point, hitch. three point hitch. Um, the other thing that occurred to me that I didn't know that would just be second nature to most farmers is like the direction to cut the hay <laughs> in. Like I think up until Sunday, I couldn't wrap my head around how to do it. Do you know now? I know now because I did it. We were unfortunately standing in a field and I didn't have a, like a 
even a piece of paper yeah to be able to like, draw you a... all i wanted was like arrows like direction arrows like go go counterclockwise first then turn the tractor around and then go circles all the way to the middle and that's exactly what you have to do yeah and so and having done it now you're like mm, yeah okay. it makes sense because yeah. i mean as soon as i did it it made sense as soon as you but, turn around the tractor you're like oh okay right and then just but like trying to figure it out you know, and it seems so simple and so easy and, and, and anyone listening who's cut hay is going to be like, yeah, obviously dumb, dumb. Like the only thing that was challenging is as I got closer to the middle, our tractor doesn't have a very tight turn radius. So I felt like I was, and I couldn't lift the drum any higher to keep it up off the hay that I already cut. Yeah. So it was like spinning the hay, like mulching, mulching the hay essentially. Yeah. Um, cause I had to keep driving over it to get the whole thing cut. So when we get into the back nine, it'll pro I'll probably have to take a different strategy when I cut it. I'm also feeling a little bit anxious about spending that much time on the hydrostatic tractor, like pushing the pushing the pushing pedal the, on the yeah. hydrostatic tractor for that long is going to be it'll be hard on my hip because you really have to push the pedal down. So I, I said this. I think moving the seat forward will help, and mm -hmm. I should grab my phone and make notes and see if like cruise control for the hydrostatic tractor. Yeah. Um, I like your nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's and i don't like i tried washing it off it's gonna take a while bill has blue coat all over his hands which is not blue it's purple it's, it's purple. indigo it's indigo yeah so i while i was doing chores tonight i noticed like and it's been a while but i was like wait a second we have blue coat that we picked up when we went to the tractor supply are we gonna talk about how i'm a small creature murderer as well i wasn't gonna mention it god damn it <sighs> So in my uh, zeal, driving the Gator one of the first times, Olivia and I think it was just Olivia Hudson and I, because that's when I brought Bo back and like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was just me, Olivia and Hudson in the Gator and we had taken it for a spin and um, I ran over the killdeer nest that we've been watching at the end of the driveway. So I murdered a nest of killdeer. Unborn killdeer. I felt so, I felt bad for Olivia because Olivia was really upset about it because they've been watching them when they go out to the bus in the morning. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, there's redemption, but like still, I felt pretty shitty about it. And then when I was mowing the pasture, the, the grass between the garden beds, I hit a rabbit's nest. That made me feel really bad. I know there's something about cute fuzzy ones that are alive that's much worse than to be, to be fair, uh, I think it was a cottontail because I've seen the mom. Yeah, totally. Like, it they're, doesn't matter what kind of rabbit They're it not is. as cute as pet rabbits. They're, but come here. Stop. They're like fuzzy, cute little bunnies and I murdered them. And I, did I get four? Five. I think, I think so. Four. But we saved two. There was, so, there was absolutely two that ran off. Yeah. So after we, well, after I hit the nest and Bill kind of removed the bodies i handled the situation yeah we kind of walked through the tall grass to see if there were any more and i'm glad we did that because two of them jetted out yep. and then we saw the mom last night so i'm hoping that like families reunited they found a place to raise the remaining two babies so that's that's that story so now we're gonna figure out the right life yeah, so now we have to figure out how to do the rake. Maybe we can do that tomorrow. I mean, we were planning on doing that like Sunday, Monday or Tuesday, but... Mike said to leave it for a couple of days. Yeah. So we took some rest yesterday. Today was a bit of a gong show with trying to get milking figured out. So, I mean, that field is a bit sacrificial. Yes. That's our... I'm not super worried That's about our it. test pasture. That's yep. our like fuck around and find out pasture. So we've, we've cut it. We're going to rake it tomorrow. Maybe we'll get the baler out Friday or Saturday mess around with it right like just yeah. there's no are we, rush are we gonna wrap them i think we might as well like at least one yeah i would like to get all of the equipment figured out before like we got two more two three weeks still we couldn't test the milker that wasn't a piece of machinery that <laughs> we could correct. test we can test all of the haying equipment before we have to cut hay so there's no reason why we shouldn't do that Yep. Like we should absolutely get every piece of equipment out, figure out how to set it up, figure out how all of those pieces work before we're under the gun and we have to cut hay. We have to rake and bale. Like 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So that was Sunday. What else did we do on Sunday? Sunday was a big day. Oh, pool, pool party. party. <laughs> Summer season kickoff party at my parents' house. Yeah. So your parents just um, put a new staircase and liner in their pool and they got a new water slide and it was a, a good weekend to have a kickoff pool party. I very much enjoyed sitting yeah, on the outdoor nice. patio furniture. It was very nice. And relaxing for a little while. Um, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to be away from the farm. There was too much to do. Didn't want to be away from Ruby. Just the whole thing just had me feeling like I didn't want to do it. But it was really nice. And we got, um, we had a visit with your childhood home neighbor. She moved Jerry. in in 83. <laughs> she told the story of the first time she met you yeah. and your mom. I wasn't, She's such a sweetheart. I was still, I don't think I was walking yet. She said that you were Bo's age. Yeah. She said that it, you were about a year and a half. So hopefully you were walking by then. Dum dum. <laughs> did she say it was May that she moved in there? I, she didn't say what month. She just said she, that no, you she, were. She did. She did. I, I remember her saying it because yeah. I did the math. I was like, well, it's oh, what, she, over four or five months over the, my birthday. Da, 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 da. So you, you, she said that you would have been about a year and a half old. You would have yeah, been I was right on like, Bo's age. Pretty well Bo's age. Yeah. So her name is Jerry and she's a retired school teacher and. She's so lovely. She's just such a sweet lady. And every interaction that I've had with her has just been so kind. And like, she still sends you birthday cards. Absolutely. Billy. Dear yep. Billy. She calls you Billy. She still calls you Billy. She still calls me Billy. I'm, she, I'm 40 something years old. She was calling Bo baby Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause she, uh, she, when she first met me, I was his age and mm -hmm. he is Dead uncanny. Ringer. Yeah. Dead ringer. I, like, I, I can't look at baby photos of myself anymore because I'm just like, uh. It's so cute. He's such a cute little, like, Bo is really, like, when he's happy, he is just the sweetest little guy. Like, I mean, they he's miserable a lot, but he's. <laughs> he's Those very, boys have big emotions. They sure do. On both sides. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. That pendulum swings wide. And fast sometimes. <laughs> <It> sure does. <laughs> So, How dare you give him the orange plate? So Monday morning, Monday morning, what did we do? Um, man. Well, we let the ducks out on the big pond. Monday morning, we took the boys and Hannah back to the back for the gator. Oh, that's right. We had a we picnic had a way out by the highway. Gator picnic. Just yep. to kind of, because we knew that it was going to be a long day of work and we knew that we had a lot of things that we wanted to get done. So we... Uh, spent some intensive quality time in the morning with everybody. We planted corn. We planted corn. So we got a head start on our, well, not a head start. We got the first step of our three sisters row garden bed done. So we're going to do a whole row of three sisters. Do you want to review that? About 55 feet of corn that we planted with about three foot spacing every five feet. Uh, two, two, no, yeah, three feet every... Three feet in between. Every five feet. Yeah. So five foot block of corn... Three foot blank, five foot block of corn. The three foot blank in about a month will be squash. And around the corn once, so about another two weeks when the corn pops up, when it's about three or four inches. If the birds haven't eaten it. Yeah, I, I fear that. <laughs> um, the Once the corn's a couple inches tall, we put the beans in because they'll catch up to the corn and trellis up the corn. And then between it all, we will put uh, squash because in the ground, those all cooperate very well together. And today, actually, well, wait, 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 I planted watermelon and cantaloupe. You did. You put a couple of watermelon and cantaloupe in. Um, today, when I got home, when I put the boys down for a nap, because I came home early, um, I threw in nasturtium and nasturtium, nasturtium mm -hmm. and um, marigolds, mm -hmm. which are companion fl flowers. I don't care much to grow flowers except, well, the, for the bees. Yeah. And then also for, I mean, so the, the idea with some of the companion plants and um, there's a number of good ones. You can look them up just about anywhere to put flowers with it is it attracts some of the pollinators, but also it confuses some of the pests that would like to eat your plants. Mm -hmm. So it helps keep them away. Get out is, of here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it lures some, some of them lure some of them away and some of them, some of the pests don't like the smell of those flowers. So mm -hmm. they'll stay away. So we just, moved a bunch of dirt on Monday. Yeah, we moved. That's what we did. Yeah. We mm -hmm. moved that. We moved the soil in with the boy. I started when you were gone, you went. With Hudson somewhere. P. No. Did I go to the P. Mart? Because it was just me and Bo. I don't know. 
It was just me and Bo for a little bit. Or maybe that was when That you, was when I took it. Yeah, that was when you took it for school. That's when I was moved that's when we moved from the soil. Anyway. And then, uh, yeah, we tilled in a couple of new beds and moved, oh, a lot of cow manure. So here's the cool part about that gator. You can put three buckets. I mean, not quite because you miss the side a little bit. Right, right. But I'm, my point in saying that is, like, you can put... Th- can you imagine how much driving back and forth and how long that would have taken if you were just doing one bucket at a time? Oh, I did it. It was like 12 trips with the tractor. And yeah. We did it in three per bed. I think it was, yeah, three per bed. It's great. I just ripped back and forth on the gator and you ripped it back and forth on the tractor. Yeah, and... so I'd pull the tractor back, three scoops into the gator. You'd drive over. I'd take another scoop, drive over, dump it. Do we want to talk about my dump truck skills? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, and then just dump it in the beds. And then I went back and hit it uh, afterwards. After we were done the beds, I went back and hit it with the tillers and got everything done. Mm-hmm. And then we let the ducks out into the pond successfully. And they've been in the big pond for a couple of days now. Yeah. So we got to check the feed later to see how much they're eating. Cause they've certainly eaten, been eating. They are far bigger and eating less. Yeah. And they had some company. Yeah. They had some wild ducks keeping them yeah. company back there. And I, I, said to your parents when they were here for dinner tonight, I hope that the wild ducks stay and kind of like hang out with the baby ducks and kind of show them, show them what to do, show them the ropes. But here's something that I didn't, well, I think I knew it, but it didn't like really click until we were trying to get them back into the duck house Monday night. Ducks don't go back in like chickens do. Apparently you can train them. Like... I don't know how you would one would go about this, but apparently I've heard of people saying, okay, ducks, it's time to go to bed, and they all go inside. Mm. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Because our pond is not big. Our pond is small until but... you try to get ducks out of the center of it. I don't know. It's what, like 15, well, it's more than probably, it's probably 20, 25 feet. I'll, yeah. I'll measure on Google Maps one time, but yeah. it's a decent distance across. And um, I mean, when they're in the middle of the pond, there's not much you can do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we left stayed... last night. We were like, I guess they're just going to stay out. And they stayed out and they were fine. And we have an electric fence that goes around it. So we turned that on, whether or not it works. Oh, did you check it though? Because we didn't have the ground plugged in, remember? Because I grabbed it with both hands and I'm like, oh, this fence isn't on. And yeah. you're like, the switch is on, but the ground wasn't we, connected. I, che- I put the ground back on. I know. But did you check it after that? Did you check it after that? I'm not <laughs> grabbing it. <laughs> Um, hopefully keep the predators out. So that's more why we have the electric fence up there. So the ducks don't get out and so predators don't get in. So hopefully that keeps them safe. I was a little bit panicky this morning when I looked out on the pond and I didn't see them. So we kind of went out. We we took about 10 steps across the pasture, that little field. And they were like, all of a sudden you saw nine little heads pop up from the tall grass. Yeah. So that was a bit of a relief that they were okay. Oh, the other thing that we did on Saturday when we went to the market is we bought all of those seedlings. Yeah. So I was strawberries, and, strawberries and lavender. lavender. I'm so excited about that. Cucamelon. Cucamelon. That's right. That's the one. I was like, I remember like, I remember purposely not going like, I don't need more right now. Mm-hmm. I was excited about but the strawberry like, oh, seedlings because they looked really good. So. Which is weird because I like neither watermelon nor cucumber. Yeah. But I think they're, I think it is an awesome one for the boys. Can I put those strawberries in one of the steel, the other steel raised bed? I have a whole tray of seedlings back there that I think are going to fill that. So where can I put my strawberries? I'll tell you where you can put your strawberries. Listen, man. In the end of one of our beds out front there. No, I want to put them in a raised bed. Because the animals will get them. I'll find you some space. The rabbit. Can you build me a new raised bed with our old fence boards? I don't think you want to use those fence boards. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's. I don't know what's in the paint. Lead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So Monday, we did a whole bunch of work. You finished the shelter, some finicky work on the shelter. Yeah. I don't think I did a whole lot on Monday. I don't... Well, from about four o'clock on, nothing. No, but... Well, I mean, not, we did lots. Not nothing. Yeah, we did lots. Don't you say <laughs> no. nothing. Yeah. But leading up to that, I don't... I mean, we moved all that shit, but like... We planted the corn. Planted the corn. Yeah. So we were getting ready to like shut it down for the day around 4.30 and Ruby started acting funny. Like, like, like really acting funny, not just like the acting funny she's been doing for the last. Yeah. And it was so funny because as soon as she, she came into the shelter and she was kind of like hunched, like she was going to poop and she didn't poop. And she was just kind of like bearing down a little bit. And I sent a video to Mike and he's like, yeah, she's starting. So that was about four 30. So I said to you, like, 
get dinner figured out because I'm not moving. Like, we've been waiting for this for so long. I'm not going to miss a thing. And so you ordered pizza. Pizza came and we, we had just... a pizza picnic. Yeah. Overlooking the pasture. Yeah. And she had made her way out of the shelter and into the pasture and kind of like went. She was, she was cruising the fence line. She was walking up and down. Sorry, I'm taking my rubber boots off because I'm not wearing socks and my feet feel disgusting. No, they, no they, socks and rubber boots. They keep liquid on both sides of them. I'm a four-year-old. <laughs> Bare feet and rubber boots. <laughs> and, and apparently a 20-month-old. And I have my coveralls on still. So It's a hot look. It's a hot look for summer. What are you doing later? <laughs> hot girl summer. Um, Refrigerating milk and going to bed. <laughs> um, so we had pizza. And you took the boys inside and I went back out to the pasture just to kind of check on things a little bit. And I cleaned out the stall and had a bath, the boys. That's right. That's right. I forgot that you mucked out her whole stall because we wanted to make sure that it was like pristine condition for (laughs) As pristine as the stall's going to get. Certainly. But like, you know, she was getting some pretty deep bedding going there, which is fine for her to be in there. But for the calf, I wanted it cleaned out if the calf was coming. And it's springtime. Yeah, get it tidied out. And we had already gotten rid of that whole pile of manure, so it was nice to kind of replenish it and get it fermenting and composting again. So got that all cleaned out. Hannah put the, got the boys bathed. And in that meantime, her water broke. So her amniotic sac was kind of bulging out and her water broke. And so I kind of sat with her for a little bit while she had some more, we'll call them waves. And she was kind of mooing gently you know, laying down, getting up, pinning her legs, like straightening her legs really hard, getting up and kind of just wandering around. But when I turned to leave, she like, she wanted me there. Like she was mooing after me when I, when I got up to leave. So I ran inside real quick, got a drink, grabbed a jacket because mosquitoes were getting bad and kind of kissed Hudson goodnight and made my way back out to the pasture. And by the time I got back out, so I was only in the house, probably like, I don't know, 10 minutes. When I got back out to the pasture, there was hooves sticking out. Hooves. <laughs> hooves. Two of them. Um, so that was exciting. So I snapped a picture and sent it to Mike and kept him updated and what was going on and kind of said, like, I don't see the head yet. Like, I can't see the, the face. So, like, should I peek in to make sure he's facing the right direction? Because that was another concern that if he's not facing the right direction, I might have to go in and adjust him. So on her next contraction, I kind of like, I had a pair of gloves on and just kind of peeked inside and saw his nose and his tongue hanging out and said to Mike, yeah, I saw his face. Like I saw a nose and, and tongue. And so she just kind of went on that way, you know, kind of following the pattern of laying down, pinning her legs, standing up, pushing. And I said this when we tried to record before, like it was really hard for me to not bear down when she was having a contraction. Like I was feeling so much pressure in my body and like empathizing with the sounds that she was making and, you know, her, her body language, like the way she was moving her body and shifting her hips and moving and swaying and laying down and standing up. I'm like, Oh girl, I feel you. (laughs) I know exactly what you're going through. So she kind of carried on like that. And, um, I don't know if it was the Keeping the Family Milk Cow book that I read or the course that I took from Vaughn Family Farm, but it said like, follow the rule of 20 minutes. Maybe it was even a podcast I listened to. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, And it was like, look for changes, look for something to change or progress every 20 minutes. And so up until that time, we were kind of like on that timeline, but she had kind of stalled out. And I was going to give her a few more minutes and call Mike because nothing was really happening. And she was following the same pattern. That was about the time that I came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was keeping, I think, probably a little closer eye on the time. Then. And I think you were kind of keeping your, well, so you had kind of come over and she got agitated when that you came over. That was even earlier. That was yeah. before the boys went down. Yeah. So you kind of had to take a step back a little bit because she was, she was responding to you and, and responding like a little bit. She wasn't so happy. I think when you came over the second time, she was just so deep in the throes of it that it didn't matter that you were there. So I was about to call Mike and he came down the road. He came in. 
You're like, I think I'm going to call Mike. Yeah. And I looked up and there was a truck with his lights on. Yeah. Like his, uh, White pickup signal. truck. I'm like, oh man, there he is. And like an angel. Like a, marching out in the field. A, with a ginger angel <laughs> came out to the field. Marching into the field with straps and rubber gloves. Yeah. Well, not and rubber lube. Gloves, but... Yeah. And lube. Um, so I, this is the part that I had a really hard time talking through when we tried to record last night. Cause I, I don't think I was like, I hadn't processed it yet. Like I didn't cry the night that the calf was born and I hadn't cried really about it yet. And so last night when we were talking about it, it was still like maybe just a little bit too fresh, but when Mike came, here we go. When Mike came, he came with such a sense of like calm urgency. Like he watched a couple of her waves and he was like, yeah, she needs some, she needs an assist. So he got, um, up. yeah, he got gloved up and that, like, I mean, he had his gloves, he was putting gloves on as he was walking across the pasture and, um, she, so he tried to like pull her hooves just with her contractions. And I, I think that he realized that, that cat, like the calf was just so big. Um, and that's part of the reason why he came. He, and he told me afterwards that like the tongue, when I said that I could see the tongue, he said that that's a sign of distress. So like between the tongue sticking out and the size of the calf's hooves, he was like, yeah, I'm, he just came. He was just like, he didn't wait for me to call. Cause he, he had asked like, do you want me to come? And I said, no, she's still making progress. Like, I think we're good. So he didn't listen. He just came. He said his tweeters were tingling. <laughs> Spidey sense. Yeah. So Gin- ginger sense is tingling. <laughs> yeah. So he got the, the straps on the calf's hooves and we kind of waited and, and pulled with her contractions, which I, I appreciated that from the standpoint of like a birth that he was like waiting for her physiological cues to pull. So we did that for a couple of contractions and then he tried to pull the straps with one hand and kind of have her, his hand inside her bum and like pushing the calf out and he just couldn't get enough leverage either way. So he said to me, get in there, get in there. And it, you know, it didn't even occur to me to pause. Like I knew, I knew exactly what needed to happen. I think because Mike had done it and I just said to him, like push the head from the top. And he was like, yeah, like that's what you need to do. So on the next contraction, he pulled the calves hooves with the straps and I had my hand inside her up to my elbow for sure. It was not that deep. <laughs> really? Not Like even. for sure my forearm. Not even. Really? You were like, I don't think you were at wrist. No, no. I was like here for sure. I was like mid forearm for sure. I anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter how deep I was in our couch. Pushing, pushing, his, pushing his head down. So I actually like got behind his, the like the crest of his head where his horns will grow and pushed his head down and like pushed her vulva back and pulled him out while Mike pulled the, the hooves out and he slid right out. Yeah. Once I kind of get past the shoulders there, just, yeah, just like, a I human don't want to say it's easy, but no, just like, like a human baby, the rest just kind of, and fairly quickly, I think Ruby took like a couple of seconds to go like, holy shit, what just happened? And she was on her feet, but like, so I was watching the video and just like, she was laid right down. Like her head was down. She was just, I think by that point she was probably a little bit tired. Like, and, and this is only like only three hours, like three and a bit hours in. Like if she started at 4.30, this was only like 7.50 he came out. Yeah. Well, the, realistically from hoofs to calf was less than an hour. Yeah. But I think like, again, she's, she had been working for a long time leading up to it. Oh yeah. No. So. I'm not minimizing the yeah, whole process. she was tired. So fairly quickly, she got up and started licking him and stimulating him, like headbutting him. And They get rough. Yeah, she got pretty rough. And like the sounds that she was making, like up until then, Ruby's a pretty quiet calf, like she, or it's pretty quiet like, cow. Oh. Like she does her little moos at you when she's like flirting with you in the field, right? Like when you're walking away from her and she's like, hey, come back, moo. Like, it's just such a sweet, gentle move. This was like guttural, like, like motherly. Yeah. She was like flipping him around and calling for him, like trying to, I mean, as you can imagine a cow version of trying to wake somebody up who's yeah. like not waking up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like 
And he was a little bit mucusy, like Mike had to kind of like rub him to get him and to they cough like cough a kid. It out. It's yeah. weird. Like the yeah. cough sounds like a little kid. Yeah. The mucusy little cough. But <clears throat> yeah, and pretty quickly like he came around and she was licking him clean and um you at one point you had taken a step towards the calf and she let you know that that yeah. was not okay. Like she'd but it was like I was right there. I was right on the like touching the calf, touching her, encouraging her, like and within like 15, 20 minutes, calf is on his feet. You know, she's licking him. She's trying, like, he's knocking trying. Knocking him over. Knocking him over. <laughs> he's trying to nurse. He's headbutting her udder. And it was like, holy shit. Like, we did it. Like, this is the moment that we've been waiting for. This is like, it's so cool. I'm so glad that it went. I mean, I'm thankful for Mike because I think things could have gone really sideways if Mike hadn't showed up. And I think that if it would have happened in the middle of the night, I would have waited longer to call Mike. I probably would have been a lot more hesitant to call him if it was in the middle of the night. So that, I mean, the timing was pretty decent because Mike was here for what, 15, 20 minutes and he was gone. He, I went in to go get a drink and he was already gone. You were going to pour him a Pendleton's a shot of whiskey and Couldn't have a little celebration in the field. And by the time I came upstairs looking, he was gone. He was gone. I was like, mm-hmm. So, I guess I'm pouring one. Yeah. <laughs> so then it was kind of like, you know, all of the figuring, you know, what to do. I think we made the mistake of trying to milk her that night I, because we wanted to give her some relief because her udder was just so engorged. And so I think maybe we felt a, a false sense of urgency to get that taken care of for her because we hadn't milked her up until that point, obviously, because the calf wasn't here. But like... We did end up getting some milk off of her that night. Yeah, leader in a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was that was frustrating because we were tired. We couldn't get the machine figured out. We were feeling like it was really, really urgent and important. And if we didn't get, you know, colostrum into the calf, he was going to die. And Ruby was going to get milk fever. Well, she and kept kicking him, like, kicking us. Like she would kick him off. She wasn't letting him nurse. Yeah. It was all just a bit too much. And so Monday night, I went to bed probably around midnight, but I did not sleep at all. And I had to get up and coach early on Tuesday morning. So I came out super early Tuesday morning to check on everybody. And I mean, it goes without saying that I went to bed with the baby monitor, like the the iPad monitor situation. Are you going to tonight now? No, I think I'm good now. Like, I think I can rest. He's, he's out playing in the field. Mom yeah. looks good. Yeah. We've, and got, we've milked her. We milked her. He nursed while we milked. So, like, I'm... And he's pooping. He's peeing. Yeah. Like, he's playing. She is, too. She's good. Like, he's growing. He looks bigger already. Like... <laughs> he's certainly heavier. He's... We've had to carry him a couple of times. So, he looks so healthy. Ruby looks really good. She's eating. She's drinking like crazy. Like... I, I feel, and having talked to Brad today, so between talking to the vet yesterday and talking to Brad today, I feel so much better. So Tuesday morning when I came out to coach, obviously I came out here first thing. So it was like five and Ruby was laying down and wouldn't get up. Like normally when I opened the stall to go in and see her, she would get up and I couldn't get her on her feet. So I went into the gym and sort of got things started for the gym for class and then um, came back out and checked her again right before class time. And it was a running workout. So like when <laughs> I saw you, when everybody was running, I came running out of the gym also and came out to check on her and I was still like, who's like, that cute blonde girl running oh, with everybody. <laughs> and then you stopped and came in. I was like, oh, that's who it is. <laughs> who's that cute blonde girl that looks like she hasn't slept in 24 hours. Um, so yeah, she still wouldn't get on her feet. So I sent Mike a message and just kind of said like, Hey, I'm a little concerned. Like Ruby's not on her feet and Mike's a beef farmer. Mike's yeah. like, Mike knows cattle. He like the part of the process up until the calf being born, I think is pretty, um, standard between beef and dairy. But once that calf was out, he was like, you're on your own. Like yeah. from here on out, I, I'm not going to be is, as, this is, this is, this is as far as I'm going on this journey. Yeah. So, and I, I appreciate I mean, that. I have to imagine that I suppose most of their beef cattle probably don't, don't m- produce milk like she does. No. And that's the major difference. They do have a Jersey on the farm. Nancy told me and they use it as a, 
like a surrogate, like a embryo transfer kind of deal because they just birth so well. But anyway, um, so he said, you know, better to be safe than sorry, give the vet a shout. And we use Kirkton Veterinary Clinic and they happened to be in our area on Tuesdays. And when we had Dr. Trish out back in March, she had said, don't call me if you have an emergency, unless it's a Tuesday. I was like, well, shit, it's, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a good day to have an emergency. So I called their emergency line. Well, just the vet clinic. They have a call service, whatever. And the vet called me back before class was done. So before 645, the, the vet called me back and he was finishing up at a farm in forest. And he's like, I can be there in like 20 minutes or half an hour. I'm like, that would be perfect. So his name was Reg and he stopped by and he was, he was great. Like he was, you know, I, <clears throat> I always feel like, um, authority figures or, or experts are going to look at us and kind of turn their noses up at what we're doing. <clears throat> Because they think it's irresponsible or foolish or, you know, whatever. Sorry, I got a cough. <coughs> but he was lovely. He was so nice and so caring and just very, like, asked ask good questions. And I think I had good answers. And he, like, by the time he got here, Ruby was on her feet. Little shit. Um... And he wasn't concerned. He was ready to come and do a calcium IV for her because we were worried about milk fever, but she didn't have any other symptoms. He checked her udder. He checked her, you know, her backside to make sure that, you know, there was no tearing that needed to be patched up. He checked the calf. He was happy with the calf. He was happy with her. Like he, it, talking to him was reassurance. I don't regret calling him to come out because he was out here anyway. He was on his way by. I mean, we'll get a bill for an emergency vet visit, but whatever, worth every penny. That peace of mind is worth every penny. And so yesterday morning, we tried to milk her again. So frustrating. We were so frustrated. I think like Ruby's never been milked, so she needs to be trained. And we are not the people to train her because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. I mean, we have to be the people to train her. <laughs> right. But like until we figure out what we're doing, we're like, we are just three ships in the ocean. You, me and Ruby are just like bobbing and weaving. We have no idea what we're doing. So we kind of had a bit of a domestic because <laughs> you had to go to work because you have a business to run. We had a cow that you know, again, the sense of urgency that she needs to be milked. We have to do something with this giant udder that's like causing her probably so much discomfort. We're not really sure that the calf has been on her to nurse. So there's all these unknowns and like all this pressure to get it right. And we have no idea what we're doing. And that is not a good feeling. Well, that th I said this to you yesterday, kind of as like when we were kind of coming down from you can say it like we had a fight yeah yeah I, I said afterwards i'm like part of my thing is there's not much that i haven't been able to just work harder mm -hmm. and accomplish yeah and so and this is one that like you can't you can't work harder and make her do anything no i can't work harder and make the milking machine work better no like none of those things like i can i can't outwork this no. i mean I've had to outwork everything. That's everything I've ever done. Yeah. Because I'm not that talented. I'm like, I think slightly maybe listen, <laughs> more intelligent listen. than average. But what I, here's, here's what I know about you. You are very good at lots of things. And the thing, <laughs> you said if I cried, you were going to leave it in. You're good at lots of things and the things that you're not good at, you're good at figuring out. Like I said, the, that, I mean, it still holds like uh, it's, there's not many things that I can't just work harder. Yeah. And this is one, like, especially with big animals, like I, I can work harder to catch chickens. Yeah. You get frustrated a little bit, but I can work harder and go like, just chase the chicken more. And, like, yeah. Or come up with it. a like, different strategy yeah. or like yeah. get resourceful and try to figure things out. But like, there are so many like 800, a thousand pound animal. Yeah. Like immovable pieces to this puzzle. 
And the thing that I know about myself is that I take things really personally. So when you are upset about yourself and the situation and not able to figure out the machine and not be, be able to figure out how to get Ruby into the fucking stanchion and how like all of the things that need to happen for this process to work and we're on a timeline and you have to be at work and people are depending on you. So you're, you're well, getting frustrated. You're worst. getting like, I mean, Tuesday morning after the holiday long weekend is the absolute worst time in my business. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, and what a great time for a calf to be born. Like the month of May, don't make plans in the month of May. If you're in the pool business, like we just know that May is a hectic month, but I took it personally. So I was, you know, hot tempered because I was feeling like you were upset with me that it was my fault that we couldn't get Ruby milked. And I was like, well, like, I don't like, I, I don't know what I can do to make this situation better. So it was just, we had to hang it up. We had to just walk away from it. We ended up leaving the milker dirty. I came out like probably three hours later and cleaned it all out and had to dump them. Well, we didn't dump the milk. We fed it to the chickens. <laughs> they I, loved it. I think that's how you make eggnog. Chicken milk. No, 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 no. You still have to pick up the chickens and shake them. <laughs> And I did a little bit of that today while I was getting color covered in blue coat. Um, but yes, like we had a like probably three gallons of milk that we had to dump out. Like, yeah, yeah it was like a well, no, because they're five gallon bucket. It wasn't. It wasn't half that bucket. Yeah, it was between mm. between the bottle that we dumped out and the oh, the pail that we dumped out. There was no. that bucket was half full. I probably didn't. Mm, it doesn't matter yeah, we, doesn't we really matter. fed the chickens a whole bunch of milk that we wasted essentially when, but, when i opened but, the door they were all surrounding the little dish yeah. and just macking on it they we have going. colostrum in the fridge that we're gonna freeze and and eventually when freeze we get dry. a freeze dryer we're gonna try freeze dry it so that you know if we if we need colostrum in the future then we've got it freeze dried so that'll be that'll be good so today Ruby and the calf were looking great out in the field, let them go for a little while, put the boys down for a nap. Ruby and the calf weren't out in, the, we put the boys to bed. Is that what you're going to say? They were so, out in the field for a little while. So let's hold up, pause there for one second because we had the calf in the calf hutch. Yeah. So I had opened up the stall to clean out a poop and Ruby was just so anxious to get outside that she got past me and got out. She did the Jersey jet way she went. So calf not far behind. So I managed to get the halter on the calf and he's getting better at be, ha having the halter on. So that's a bit of a win. Yeah. For the first day he was, he just pull. Hit the floor. Yeah. Um, so we, we went for a walk around the pasture with him on the halter. I felt like I'd take my dog for a walk, but he's a little bit bigger than a dog, but yeah, like, not much, <laughs> but like it's Wednesday, your parents came over for dinner. It's my turn to cook. I've got to get dinner made. The boys are ripping around and we've got this calf out in the field and I don't trust our fences yet to just let him go because he is small, mischievous and unaware. I was counting on the fact of, <laughs> of her just like being like, nah, dude, come on back. I don't think she would though. Like she was just so excited to be out on that grass and grazing. Like she would kind of like give him a little like come on back when he strayed too far. But I didn't, I didn't feel confident enough to just leave them out there and go in the house. So we put a him in the calf hutch and like put, so you dragged the calf hutch out into the pasture. We put him in the calf hutch and then just kind of let her graze around. And again, this is another one of those things where for most farmers, they're like, well, yeah, of course that's what you did. But for us, we're like, oh, okay. So the calf is safe. Ruby can be in the pasture and graze. Happy days. Everybody's good. I put one of our members in charge of babysitting. I'm like, if you, because it was if class time. A calf out. I said, if you see a calf in the field, let me know. Cause he's not supposed to be out there. He's supposed to be in his hutch. Cause I wasn't sure if he could slip through those bottom bars, I mean, but he can fit through. I don't think he can maneuver himself. Yeah. Out of Cause those. I had to lift his yeah, hoofies he, he over top. He can't even walk over the ledge. And then by the time he's big enough to figure that out, he'll be too big to get through there anyway. And the fences. Yeah. So they, they were out there for a couple hours anyway. So Ruby got some good pasture time and we put the boys to bed and then we came out and we tried and the milk. You came in again. and said, do you want to go try this? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well we need to get her in the stanchion. We need to be able to lock her up, like get her in there. So part of the frustrating that we were frustration that we were having with the milking machine is that our, our milking claw has four teat cups on it and you have to kink the hoses to 
build vacuum before you can put the teat cups on the teats. The frustrating part for us was we would get two on and then by the time you went to get the third on, it would break the vacuum enough that it would just all of the teacups would fall off and into the sturdy straw, sucking up straw, sucking, like the milk was just a mess and we were getting frustrated. And then by the time, sometimes we get three on, then she'd kick them off and we did have it going for a little while there, probably for- I have a photo of day one, all four yeah. claws on her. And we were that so excited. We were like, seconds. yes. I was doing the Clarkson dance. Yeah. And then- She booted it off. She and- kicked it off and that was kind of the end of that. So- we kind of got wise and tried to just do two at a time. So I watched a pile of videos on our milker and other milkers. I actually still have I still have one open here in the, the tabs. Yeah. So we plugged two of the teat cups and then just tried to milk two at a time. And we I was most concerned about her back teats because when the calf nurses, he nurses off the front. And we haven't really had much luck getting anything off the back. And I think it should... It, should be said too that like in between all of this time trying to like get the milker going and get make sure that the calf is nursing I tried to hand milk her a bunch of times like I got probably you know I don't know a couple of liters of milk hand milking but like that was when her udder was so engorged that I couldn't even get a handle on her teats because they were so like you, you didn't you didn't need to milk her you just put the bucket there yeah it was spraying it out. was spraying all over the place but um yeah so we did two quarters tonight we brought her in from the field we got her up into her stanchion after a little bit of fussing around we started milking the back and the baby starts <laughs> sucking on the front nursing on the front and i was I'm, i thought we're doing good i'm looking at the milker i'm watching the, the the hoses fill with milk and i'm like you get a little squirt little light not squirt but like a gush 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 back and forth and yeah. then he starts going at her and all of a sudden it was like they're just full the whole time i was like yeah. Oh, that's the letdown. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought we were doing good before. I'm like, oh, there's lots coming. No. When he started going at it, whoo-wee. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a couple of things going on there that, that were tough for her. So we put her in the stanchion with the head gate on, which she never we, really liked the, stan- yeah, the head gate. We did that gate. once and took it off. Yeah. So that was new today, but we put her... By the time we tried to do that again, she was too fat to fit in the stanchion. <laughs> yeah. She had outgrown the stanchion, So, she, but she fits in it now. Yeah. And we put the head gate back on and we put... Um, so I got smart and put like fresh hay in the bottom of the manger feed bin part and then put her grain and everything on top of that. So it would kind of slow her down a bit as she was eating. When you say fresh hay, like literally like we cut it. Yeah. So I, I raked the hay that I cut on the the weekend and and put it in the back of the gator and just because we've had her in the stall to bond with the calf. And so she hasn't been out on fresh grass. So I've been raking that up literally with the like leaf rake and bringing it into her because I'm that farmer. <laughs> like the things that we do aren't sustainable at scale. No. Like we, so no farmer would ever like go out to a freshly cut hay field and bring fresh hay into their milking nope. cow. But here we are. So got her in, got her, you know, locked into the head gate had everything ready like we had everything made a little bed for the baby in front of her so she could watch and he just ripped around and i think that was such a great close all the doors real quick yeah because he's mischievous but i think that was a great strategy like he had the halter on him so we could grab him if we needed to but he he just kind of like walked around like underneath her legs he was up at her head and then he started nursing and i was like oh this is ideal this is such a great situation so we milked her back quarter or back two quarters and then just left the front two quarters for him because he was well he to nurse he, he took a he was a while on that one yeah i think he liked it too because she's kind of like stuck there yeah she wasn't going to kick him yeah. and the other thing that we did so i bought a cow can't kick bar so that's a hobble that kind of goes over it's a u-shaped hobble that goes over top of that's her back wheelie. and then cranks but i don't know we couldn't really get that figured out to to sit on her properly i and, think it's partly because she's so small yeah it doesn't, it doesn't really fit her well. Although the, the Vaughn family farm, that's what they use. That's is why there, I ordered that one. Is there big, is there's bigger? No, they have jerseys. Like they have. She's a small jersey. Yeah. Maybe she'll get bigger. Cause yeah. I mean, she will grow. She will get bigger. Anyway, we couldn't make that one work. So we ordered one of those like 
a like a kickstop bar just off of Amazon. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a double hook. Amazon makes it too easy. Like I want to buy things at PB Mart. I want to buy things locally, even though even if I buy it at PB Mart, it probably still comes from China. But like we were like, freight, Local just get employees. it here from Amazon, and yeah. it arrived today, and it that really worked. So yeah. it's a hobble that kind of goes inside her hip and up and over her back and keeps her from kicking. And I think it was helpful that she only had two teacups on that she couldn't get her foot on the whole claw to push the whole claw off. You also like express ordered plugs for the milker. I think yeah. we, I still want to get a claw with only two. That'll make things a lot easier. It won't be quite so heavy. Yeah, that'll help. So we blocked two of them off and we're able to use the other two. There's a decent amount of suction. There's yeah. just a lot of like weight and area for her to kick if yeah. she does start. How long would you say it took to milk off that back half? Oh, great. Oh, Thanks, Miko. Get out of here. Coughing up hairballs in the podcast hair Gross. Um, I don't think it was five minutes. Oh, I think it was a little longer than that. Let's call it seven. I had the thing half cleaned and I looked at my watch. So I started a timer but forgot to stop it. I oh. had the thing half cleaned. It was 13 minutes. Really? Yeah. Like I, you had I the d- machine apart and you were cleaning it? I was sucking in bleach water when I remembered. <laughs> and I looked at my watch. It was 13 minutes. So by then I had wow. already brought in and strained the milk. Had so it chilling. even if we only do two quarters at a time. I don't think it'll be. It'll be eight 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 10 like minutes. Eight minutes milk. And yeah. then clean up and stuff. Yeah. And then how much milk did we get off of half, would you say? I don't know what that pail is. Yeah. We'll like, have to report back. Like gallon? More? So it's at three liters? Four <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see. We'll, we'll measure it when we get inside and see. It's a lot. And it's, and it's gone from being like thick yellow colostrum to looking more like, it's it, still pretty golden. It, and I think in general, it will always be more yellow than the water buffalo milk Certainly. we've been drinking. Do you remember why that is? I remember why. Um, the water buffalo milk that we've been drinking is very, very white. The butter, the cheese, the cream. The butter is, uh, it looks like margarine. It's so white. Yeah. And the reason for and that. I hate saying the M word. But. I know. I was so proud that Olivia didn't even know what margarine was. We were talking about margarine and Olivia was like, what is that? We were talking about it in the gym. It was like. Fake butter. Yeah. I'm, I was so proud that she didn't know what it was. Anyway. I'm... Water buffalo are um, more efficient at converting beta carotene into vitamin A. Not bovine. Yeah. In any way. Yeah. Water buffalo are actually related to hippopotamus. I'm not sure if we've said that before. The farmer that we got um, Ruby from also has it's water switching buffalo. to water buffalo. Yeah. So um, for reasons, they are a two a two protein um, is one of the big reasons. Uh, we won't go into the other reasons on the podcast. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, A2, A2, uh, beta carotene. So because they are better at converting beta carotene into vitamin A, the milk has vita- higher vitamin A content, but less beta carotene. So it's it, that shows up in the color, obviously. So beta carotene is what makes carrots orange. And that's kind of so like... Both are know. beneficial. Certainly. Yeah. But it's just, that just is the reason why yeah. the color is different. It's not better or worse. I think, in fact, water buffalo milk is... Um, it's a higher fat content and has more vitamin A in it than cow dairy. So this milk is starting to look a little bit more like what we're used to yeah. from from Jersey. So we have a pail of milk that has to go inside and we'll put it into jars. We should get to that. Mm-hmm, i got to take a sitting. quick rip around because i got to clean some stuff up. We had a bit of brutal wind today. Oh, we have to clean up those bags. You take the milk and I'll clean up the bags. Um, and we're going to have cream in our coffee tomorrow. I'm so excited. The second freshest cream you will get. It's like 12 hours old. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm going to take the milk out of the pail and put it in. I think we have some jars. I'll see what I can find. The jars is also a good way to measure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Because those are two liter jars. All right. That's so, it? You're just cutting me? That's it? We're not is there anything else? I don't know. I'm just, I want to celebrate. We got milk to chill. I know. I want to celebrate. Like, it felt like such a huge win that we actually got her in the stanchion. Calf was happy. Are we going to have a drink? Oh, let's have a drink. Um, so, the first podcast, you said, what's in your flask? Yeah. It made it sound like I was sitting here with my flask drinking. Yeah. 
I actually haven't had anything out of this. Really? I filled this up when Gordon and I went camping. I had a sip back then. Like, it's full, full. Like that's lame. So just so, just so it's it's maple whiskey. Yeah. Mm. It burns. You know what's great audio content? Whiskey. <laughs> the little. Let's put this in the gator. Congratulations, babe. We're dairy farmers now. We don't have two, but cheers. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we have made milk now. Yeah. Well, we didn't Chick- make milk. <clears throat> Ruby made milk. We just got it out of her. <laughs> I'm not going to split hairs on that. Okay. <laughs> and we just So now we need to make cream. Well, cream for our coffee. We got milk. I might have a bowl of cereal tomorrow morning. <gasps> In the I, hot tub with my coffee. Oh, man. Is that better than fire cereal? No. Nothing is better than fire <laughs> cereal. <laughs> All, right. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye.